Hello to all, my name is Caroline and I'm pleased to welcome you to this podcast series where you will get a teaser on the upcoming EHL Global Online Alumni Conference from professionals of the hospitality industry. I'm glad to welcome Mark Steren today. Mark is an associate professor of service management and director of Institute of Business Creativity at EHL Group. He will share with us his views on the talent crisis in the hospitality industry and how COVID-19 has accelerated this trend in the past couple of years. Do we still have pace in the hospitality industry to attract and retain talents? This is one of the topics that will be discussed on the first day of the EHL Global Online Alumni Conference. Good afternoon, Marc. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here and thank you for your participation to this series of podcasts for EHL Alumni Conference. So could you please start by introducing yourself with your name, role and career so far? Yeah, sure. Caroline, thank you very much. I'm very honored to be part of this podcast. So I'm an associate professor of service management at EHL. And I'm also the founding director of the first uh, research institute at EHL called the Institute of Business Creativity. And my career started in Germany, my home country, a little bit as a small boy. I come from a very small family business where I was exposed to the business world early on. And I had to deal with customers and, you know, learn from my parents how to provide uh, proper customer service. So I guess it always sticked. And... After my A-levels, I uh, started an apprenticeship as chef in Germany in a Michelin-starred restaurant, which is a world that is uh, still to this day very, very close to my heart. And uh, my boss there, Vincent Klink, very well-known chef in Germany, uh, he was an absolutely amazing, amazing boss, the whole family, including his wife. And I learned a lot from them. I learned from them how to believe in your mission and stick to your values that you have. And um, after this apprenticeship, I worked as a chef, but I very fast realized I actually want to learn more. I want to go broader. I want to go deeper in certain topics. And I decided to study and I did a um, kind of double degree. So I went for my bachelor in hospitality management. And in, in the final year, I already realized that uh, the academic world is pretty cool. And uh, I decided to go far away because I really wanted to uh, discover the world of academia. And I started off at the Victoria University in Melbourne. This was my first teaching position. And then I realized I actually want to embark on a doctoral study. And uh, I went back to Scotland. And uh, I did what I believe the first ever study conducted on the topic of uh, culinary creativity with uh, Michelin-starred chefs all over Europe at the time. Now, of course, I have expanded my studies Uh, worldwide. And I guess it was definitely the impetus for my research stream on creativity, individual as well as team creativity, aesthetics, and uh, sensory knowing. But also it was the impetus to open an institute on creativity. And I very well remember the first questions, why it is called business creativity, why it is not called innovation. And my answer was twofold. The first one is that we have already at least failed uh, 26,000 institutes of innovations all over the world. And the second and, and more important question was simply that businesses, and I also believe academia, thinks too much about the outcome, too much about the result, and too little about the input. 
And when you think about the required input for innovation is human creativity. Without that, there will be no innovation. And we are really, therefore, focused and dedicated to help businesses to create environments in which creativity can foster and, and, and flourish. Okay, very interesting. Well, amazing professional career. But today, what leads us for this interview is a small teaser for the conference that's happening in June. And we will have a panel discussion about the talent crisis that happened after the pandemic. And therefore, I wanted to know, how did you see that in the hospitality industry? Uh, we have conducted with the Institute of Business Creativity for our funding company, Metro AG in Germany, a very comprehensive study in the German market about the apprenticeship and training situation. And of course, talent and simply hiring and retaining employees was one major question that we looked at. And uh, I believe COVID-19 has simply accelerated and intensified the problem that already existed for many, many years before the crisis. I think our industry, not in all areas, but in many areas, has not done enough to remain or become more attractive and to really understand what a modern workforce actually uh, requires. And there are many, many reasons, and many of those are known, especially to those people who work in the industry. Clearly, for many years, we talked about, you know, the choleric and shouting head chef, uh, where people simply run away because uh, after 18 hours of working, they simply had enough and all that. Uh, it probably still exists somewhere. Uh, I think this has improved significantly, at least from the evidence that I'm receiving from students and from colleagues. But pay is still an issue. The work environments are still an issue. Flexibility is still an issue. We are, we are, you know, we need to understand if we are in the customer-facing service industry and we open our restaurant at, let's say, 11.30 until 2.30 and then we reopen again from 6 to 11, we cannot say, boss, uh, today I would like to have a bit of flex time, so I will be arriving at uh, 2.30 when the restaurant is closed. No, you have to be there like a doctor, like a nurse, when the action happens. So this is simply something we need to understand. So we need to offer our employees, our, our staff members, an environment that compensates for, let's say, these difficulties that the job brings, right? We are all used to pretty flexible uh, life today, at least in the developed world. Mm -hmm. So these are all things where I think as an industry, and that includes us as hospitality educators, we have to do a much better job in understanding the future workforce. At the same time, we also need, and I think that ball is in our side of the court as a university, is to educate and help understand our students what it means to be a professional. And that also means that at least at the beginning, and probably now the chef is talking, you also have to pay your dues a bit. You know, life is not, as we say in German, a pony hog. It's not a pony farm. Sometimes it's tough, right? Uh, if I just think back for how many months almost in a row I had to peel potatoes, it was not nice, but it did not harm me. I learned quite a deal from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. 
Okay, well, great. So are there other businesses in the hospitality industry that have done better than others? And I think they are. And these are those that probably come or at least have knowledge of other, generally speaking, more professional industries. I would say that in general, I think it's fair to say that the hospitality industry is a late adopter of many, many things. Of course, like in any industry, we have the upper echelons, we have the top elite uh, restaurants, but this makes, I don't know, 0.2% of the world hospitality industry. So I strongly believe, and we just need to open the eyes and switch on the internet, you know, the tourism industry, and that includes to a large extent, of course, the hospitality industry, uh, future will be written and is currently written by Google and co. Why? Because they use tools, they have knowledge that the normal hospitality industry does not have. Now, what to do? Is everything lost? I don't think that everything is lost. I think that should simply be a point for reflection to say, okay, now, what should we do then? What are the things that Google does not have and Google cannot buy in that easily, right? It's everything linked to, let's say, the, the soft skills, the human side of things, how to conduct an excellent service, regardless of the level of stars of a hotel or stars in a restaurant, right? I can have excellent service in a very simple pizzeria around the corner and it can be an amazing experience and I can have an amazing experience in a three-star Michelin restaurant. So really understanding and also creating some sort of confidence in what we are capable of doing and also stopping. And I think this is a kind of a bit of an illness. I would tell most of the people in the industry, including many hospitality academics, it has always been done like this. This is a classic. Yes. I'm all for it. I've been a chef. I learned the classics. I believe you need to learn your tools. And once you master it, then you need to deconstruct that knowledge to create your own future, to think differently. If we continue to operate how we operated 60 years ago, we are lost. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. And I think we are still too slow and too much anchored in a glorious past that happened a very, very long time ago. That's very interesting. Let's see what happens then uh, in the next future. But uh, for now, I thank you very much, Denmark, for your time today and for sharing your views on this talent crisis or the acceleration of the talent crisis that you've seen in the hospitality industry after the pandemic. So thanks a lot. And we will know more at the conference then. Fantastic. Thank you, Caroline. It was a great pleasure and uh, all the best of success with the conference. Thank you. Ciao. Thank you to all of you for listening to this mini-series about the upcoming EHL Global Online Alumni Conference on 1st and 2nd of June. Stay tuned to the next episodes featuring specialists in the field who will tell us more on the different topics of the conference to come.